I do not want to use the word psyop, global psyop. Do you know how hard it is to, to be believed and use that word? And yet I pledge to tell people the truth. What else can you say when you have a guy describing a woman he's never met this way? Will probably be more impressive, have more qualifications, be more brilliant than the folks who have come in before her precisely. The only way you get to that basis where someone is describing a person they've never met as more impressive than any other human being is through a global psyop. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Oh, my goodness. In the past uh, seven years, I have been, let's see, let's go through the counts. Red-pilled. Have you been red-pilled? Now, real red, real red pill, full red pill. And my concept of things has just been absolutely blown out. And we can go back to the beginning. I don't know how you got what you got. Like, I was a radio host for years. Prior to that, I was a uh, technology entrepreneur, um, startup CEO, founder, worked at, uh, in big tech, Microsoft, worked in uh, New York and Los Angeles, big business, big media business, big advertising business. And prior to that, I was in radio again. Uh, back the first time around when I did it for a living and now it's podcasting, it's sort of coming home in a way. This is a little bit like internet radio um, in that you don't have the big shtick. Um, but my view of things has changed inexorably uh, over the past two years. It's been accelerated. But prior to that, when I watched my colleagues in media refuse to talk about kids being chemically and sexually mutilated or chemically and uh, surgically mutilated um, at the behest of, of so-called uh, gender therapists and gender surgeons, and they refused. And they told me, I'm not allowed to talk about that on my news station. And then watch them go and have uh, hyperventilating reports that the same hospital, one of them, Children's Hospital, had a mold problem. They'll talk about mold, which is an accident. They will not talk about chemically castrating 11-year-olds, which is not, in fact, an accident. That was a huge moment for me because it meant to me that I worked around people who were not allowed to tell the truth or to chase a great story. And then I watched as all around me, colleagues refused to report the naked and brutal and blatant truth about, uh, well, because I was in Washington State at the time, the dictator Jay Inslee lying about COVID deaths. They, they refused to cover it. Some people did. Dory Monson did. Jason Rance did. But few other people who covered it at all would not mention it. It was sacrosanct. There was a legislative session in Washington state and legislators were locked out. They didn't get to have floor objections, meaning they didn't get to engage in the legislative process. And people pretended that was uh, that that was an actual legislative session. As I watched that, it was breathtaking to me. And now I'm watching people respond to a woman they've never met by describing her as the most impressive woman they've ever met, though they've never met her. 
if that sounds like people saying, Jesus Christ is the, the, the king of my life, the king of the universe, the son of God, though they've never met him, I will beg to differ. I will beg to differ. But I will not differ when I say that this, and agree with people that this is a religious zeal to believe these things. And it's not just the Supreme Court. When Joe Biden decided... Well, he didn't decide. See, this is the thing. This this wasn't something that the figurehead decided. This was decided for the figurehead. What what he's doing, saying he's going to name a black woman to SCOTUS was a quid pro quo for James Clyburn. And the links to that are at the show page. Okay, if you are you do you subscribe to our Substack? If you subscribe to our Substack and there is a link to our Substack in this podcast. Okay, in the podcast notes, there's a link to our Substack that has these show notes in complete form. So all you need to do is go to the Substack blog and, and by the way, subscribe to that and we'll just email this to you. So about the same time you get the show downloaded, if you're an auto download, about the same time you get the auto download, you'll get automatically emailed the show notes. This was a payoff to James Clyburn, who wasn't going to back the figurehead, Joe Biden, until Joe Biden promised to nominate a black woman. So it's not, and it's not just SCOTUS, but this is so important to understand the SCOTUS process and, and what this actually means, and that this is religious in nature. Because they believe they're going to get a, a change in humanity by nominating a person that this is redemption from original sin. And the sin of course is being white, which is not a sin at all. So people are counting on a flawed human being to deliver them and, 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 and to give them, you know, to save them, frankly, in the same way that Christians believe that belief in and following the Lord Jesus and accepting him in, in your heart as, as your savior and Messiah and your king and choosing to live your life with him. There are people going to say, well, wait a minute, Herman, you believe that and you are criticizing others for having a religious zeal around the ideas based in critical race theory or yes, in COVID. Same thing. It is exactly the same thing. I have a great, great piece of sound on that that you need to hear comes from a British MP who's calling out the PSYOP, which is why I started talking about PSYOPs at the top of the show. His name is Stephen Baker. You got to hear this. And he calls out the British government and Boris Johnson for this directly. Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson's answer on it is so completely limp. And he only gets away with it because of the willing participation with some other practitioners of this religion. And the religions are these. The religion of the party is this. The party is the only thing that provides life. That, that sounds really strange, doesn't it? The party's the only thing that can save you spiritually. Being aligned with the party saves you spiritually. They provide life. The party tried to pull this off with the COVID flu. You don't have immune systems. You can only live because of pharma. That's life. Now they're talking about the issue of being restored, of, of, of being freed from sin. And this is also adherence to the party and the party's ideas on race. 
and this religious belief. And that's what it is in something that you've not seen a person you've not met. Now, the difference in following Jesus the Christ is there's an historical record of what he did. And incidentally, it doesn't need to just be in, in, in the Bible. You could go to Josephus. You can go to contemporary writings. There's a brilliant book called Body of Evidence by J. Warner Wallace. And he, he says, okay, can I prove first Christ's divinity um, and then his acts? Can I prove that? without using the Bible. And he's a brilliant, very famous cold case detective. And in the book, um, no, it's called person of interest, pardon me, person of interest that J. Warner Wallace goes through. And he proves that he's able to show a Christ's existence, B his divinity, C his acts and D the resurrection of Christ through writings that weren't from biblical sources and accounts that were non-biblical. That was his challenge. He gave himself. But in the case of this SCOTUS belief, they're describing here a woman they've never met. And there's some good news in this, incidentally. See, Biden has lost the race card. He's burned it. He's, he's, he's completely burned it out of existence. And his party has. It doesn't work anymore. And I guess the cliched way to say it would be that it's overcharged. So let's listen to this piece here. This is David Brooks, who pretended to be a conservative, quite successfully, by the way. He really pulled that off. I got to give him props that for 20 years, David Brooks was the conservative at the New York Times. Now, not a, a lot of us said, there's, wait, wait, there's no conservatives at the New York Times. He's the center right or he has an R on his name. So Jonathan Capehart was on the TV. What are they on? Uh, PBS NewsHour. And David Brooks is there. And David Brooks is saying that he's the tiniest bit uncomfortable with the how Joe Biden talks about only picking a black woman to be SCOTUS. And then Jonathan Capehart is miffed by this. And listen to Capehart describe this, this woman he's never met. He can't met her because have met her because no one knows who she is. Tell me if this doesn't sound like religious zeal coming um, from this from this uh, Capehart guy. Tell me if he doesn't sound like he's describing a coming Messiah that he's never met. Uh, nonetheless, I, I confess I'm a little uncomfortable at fronting that identity, putting that identity up front. And I think universities have learned that as they seek diversity, they should treat the whole person. And so naming it that way and putting those identity issues up front, to me, it's it's a matter of of uh, articulation, but I, I would like to emphasize, I would like to think the part of the person that's up front is their wisdom, their compassion, their care, and that they are treated as a whole person. And so I, I, I confess I'm a little uncomfortable with the way Joe Biden used that pledge during the campaign, though I support the idea of the pledge. Jonathan, would it be better for the president to have said the, the first thing that matters is wisdom? Um, well, that's what he said in his uh, in his remarks yesterday. We have to understand something that for far too long in this country, um, you know, qualifications and wisdom and everything were never things that were or, or ideas or characteristics that were automatically uh, ascribed to someone who was not white and certainly someone who was not white and male. And, you know, there, we have seen on the court that, you know, diversity has not been a thing on the court 
Um, up until recently, we have a, an African-American justice. We have several women justices. We have a Latina justice. Uh, and pretty soon we will have a black woman justice. And it says something, you can focus on, you can focus on the race. But how about we focus on the experience the person brings to the bench because of who they are, where, where they're from, their lived experience. And also, the black woman who's going to be on the bench will probably be more impressive, have more qualifications, be more brilliant than the folks who have come in before her precisely because she has had to be all those things because people used her race to, to downgrade and um, and downgrade and belittle and not think much of her simply because she is black. So as this is going on, the the host from PBS, as he starts saying, describing a woman he's never met, you should see her nodding. She's Brooks and she are white and she's nodding and smiling and grinning, not openly grinning, but kind of kind of smirk grinning. And yes, 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 this is true. This woman's going to be this. Imagine this. Imagine you're describing the lived experience of someone you have never met. And you're imagining the lived experience of someone you've never met to make them more brilliant than anyone they could have offered up for this role at all. That's a religious zeal. And more importantly, just think of this, just think right now that there is, uh, how many people are there in the country? There's 330 million people in the country. And this is where it gets to the good news, by the way, because the Americans have figured this out. There is good news in this. The peopleatlegalinsurrection.com, which is an indispensable site, did a, did a brilliant thing. They turned this into a percentage. First of all, they quoted some polls. We'll get into the polls about what people are responding to here in terms of what Biden's picking, because they can sniff the false promise in this. But what they've effectively done is boil this down to 7% of the population from which Biden is going to pick. If you take um, you take race, how much percentage of people are black, what percentage of those people then are women, you're getting down to 7%, but it's not even that. What percentage of black women in America of working age are in fact lawyers? And then from that, what percentage of black female lawyers are from Harvard or Yale? Because as you know, you have to be either from Harvard or Yale to be on the Supreme Court because that's how we get diversity. And then from that, what percentage of them are pro-killing babies? What percentage of them are willing to believe that men are women if the men say they're women? What percentage of them are willing to believe that the United States government can force you to get shot up with an experimental gene sequencing device that cannot possibly aid you and cannot stop a, a flu? What percentage of them believe that the government has the right to set up a digital currency and to transfer all the dollars into that so that when there's negative interest rates, they go and say, yeah, you used to have $500,000 for retirement, but today you have 400000 because your money's affected by this. We borrowed a bunch of money. Now we need to take a bunch of money from you. How many black women believe that who are also lawyers, who are also working age, who also believe in killing babies at any time, who also believe that boys are girls if they say they are, I mean, you're talking about what? Is it 1% of people that, are, that, meet that, that meet that? Then how many of them are willing to kiss up to the party? 
I mean, you, you, you could legitimately be talking about this nation of 330 million people. Let's say 7% of them are black, but black people. So what 330 million, 33 million. What are we talking about? 27 million people. Now, now let's take it down to, um, let's do the political division. Let's say 70% of them are Democrats. What are we down to? 30%? What are we down to? Six, maybe nine million people? Now take it further down. What percentage of the black people are of working age? Well, let's slice that in half. So what are we down to? 3.5 million people. Which of them are now lawyers? What percentage of society are lawyers? What is it? Is it 10%? 15%? What are we down to? Uh, Two million people? Then of those lawyers, what percentage of them believe you should be able to kill a baby anytime you want? What what is it, down to a million people? Then from that, they have to be graduates of the blessed schools, Yale and Stanford. What are we down to, 500,000 people out of a nation of 330 million? Now they have to be photogenic. They have to look good. They have to do good interviews. They have to have good sound bites. They can't have any obvious, you know, uh, disqualifying factors like mean tweets that you'll count if you're on the left. They're looking for a messiah. And if you doubt that they're seeking a Messiah, I mean, this is biblical. Let's let's contrast and compare their seeking of a one in three hundred and thirty million, and it's 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 preposterously less than that because of the, all the qualifications we went through. Turn this around. And look at the the but the foretelling of the arrival of Jesus Christ. And it's, I think it's some 600 facts and prophecies combined, facts and prophecies. That is his lineage, the lineage of Jesus. And by the way, for folks who are new to the Bible, Christ doesn't mean his last name. Christ means king. That was the foretelling of how he would be born, where he would be born, in what lineage his, his father would come from which line, his, his mother would come from which line. He would launch his ministry where he would be foretold in what ways. And when he was on earth in human form, fully God, fully man, he would do these things. I think it's like 600 things that Jesus fit the bill on. And again, this book I mentioned earlier, uh, J. Warner Wallace, Body of Evidence, uh, pardon me, a person of interest, person of interest, that would go back and say it only could have been Jesus that checked the box on all these things. Now that's a Messiah. That's that's. And, and again, we can flip it around and say, yeah, okay. It said he was going to do these things. Then he did these things. Then 12 people who were running for the hills when he was captured, all of a sudden became brave. And then, then his apostles had the ability to, to cure people, uh, to, to strike out disease. So then you go to the after effect of what he did and how the world changed. That's what they're looking for with the selection process. I mean, that's truly, it's a religion for them. And if you doubt it's a faith, okay, so if you actually doubt it's at faith level, I want to remind people of an interaction between Ben Stein, you remember Ben Stein, and Richard Dawkins. A lot of people have never seen this. But this is how much it matches up to to religion. They're begging for a woman they've never met to come and rescue them, even though they know that having never met her, she's going to be the greatest woman who's ever existed. It's just not trustworthy. It's not. It's not believable. Now, I picked Zach Abraham to be the investment advisor to the show. 
because over six years, Zach has been very believable to me. And I have dear friends who are in the buy and hold business of investing. And, and I, I still would trust them with my life. I just view the world differently. And what I see in the chief information officer at Bulwark Capital Management is a guy who has a bit of my worldview on this. Now, Zach understands the finance far better than I do. That's why he's the investment advisor to the show, to me, um, on the program, is because he sees things differently. For six years, he's been talking about inflation. What are we saying? For six years, he's been saying, hey, listen, um, and this is almost a direct quote, inflation with all this money printing, still 0% interest rates, inflation will very likely rise. And when inflation rises, bonds get crushed. That's basically a direct quote from Zach. And for six years, he's been saying, look, if bonds are going to get crushed, why are they the safe portion of your portfolio anymore? So here's the thing to do to get to the point where you make a decision do you want to keep bonds as the so-called safe portion of your portfolio or do you want to replace bonds? If replace them with what? Call Zach and get common sense investing. This explains Bulwark's bond replacement strategy. This is something you can act on on your own. If you're, if you're a person who likes to do these things, you are an active investor on your own, then great. You get a great, great recipe on how to do it. If you don't like dealing with investments, it makes you nervous. You want someone like Zach to do it even, even better. Okay, so get get copy of Common Sense Investing. It's free. Call 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. Uh, if you doubt that this stuff, this seeking of the one, the left, the one black woman who will save us all is religious in nature. Listen to this interaction between the British Richard Dawkins and the non-Brits Ben Stein. And this is for a movie about God and about, about atheism and about intelligent design. Listen to Dawkins commitment to his belief and tell me if this doesn't match up exactly with what that Capehart guy just said. Well, then who did create the heavens and the earth? Why do you use the word who? You see, you, you, you immediately beg the question by using the word who. Well, then how did it get created? Well, um, by a very slow process. Well, how did it start? Nobody knows how, how it started. We know the kind of event that it must have been. We know the sort of event that, that must have happened for the origin of life. What was that? It was the origin of the first self-replicating molecule. Right. How did that happen? I told you, we don't know. So you have no idea how it started? No, no. no, no nor has anybody. Nor has anyone else. What do you think is the possibility that, there, that intelligent design might turn out to be uh, the answer to some issues in uh, genetics or in Darwin well, evolution? It could come about in the following way. It could be that uh, at some earlier time, somewhere in the universe, a civilization e evolved by probably some kind of Darwinian means to a very, very high level of technology and designed a form of life that they seeded onto perhaps this, this planet. Um, now, th that is a possibility and an intriguing possibility. Mm -hmm. And I suppose it's possible that you might find evidence for that if you look at the, um, at the detail, details of biochemistry, molecular biology, you might find a signature of some sort of designer. Wait a second. Richard Dawkins thought intelligent design might be a legitimate pursuit? Um, and that designer could well be a higher intelligence from elsewhere 
in the universe. Well, But that higher intelligence would itself have had to have come about by some explicable or ultimately explicable process. It couldn't have just jumped into existence spontaneously. That's the point. So Professor Dawkins was not against intelligent design, just certain types of designers, such as God. Such as God, which I somehow caught off at the end. Do you see the parallel? Joe Biden's not against people, just white people. He's not this critical race theory is not racism. It's just racism against against white people. It's absolutely religious in nature. It's phenomenal. And what we're watching with this and what we're seeing happen is people want to focus on Biden getting his way, but the American people are seeing through this, and this is such phenomenal news. 76% of American households, uh, including 72% of non-white American households, 54% of Democrats say this is a self-imposed requirement and they're against it. And this is ABC News. This is an ABC News poll. And it indicates it gets worse. That to the vow to select a black woman to fill a high-level court vacancy without even reviewing all potential candidates evokes a similarly sharp negative reaction from voters. It gets down to this. People are retracting the race card. And they are done with it. And a lot of this was burned out because they allowed Black Lives Matter to run crazy. They allowed the defund movement to run crazy. 69% of Americans disapprove of, of handling key issues, like the, the crush of inflation. He wants to talk about build back better as crushing inflation. People know that government spending doesn't crush inflation. 1% of Americans view the state of the nation's economy as excellent. Only 23% say it's good. And you stack on top of this that the American people are against using the race card to pick a person like this for a Supreme Court justice. So how does this add up into then being a psyop? Because that's what I said I was going to talk about, that it's a psyop. It adds up in that it's the same exact technique, but over a longer period of time. It adds up with the party doing the same thing with, with the race thing that they have done with the COVID, that they did with global warming, that they've done with well, probably climate catastrophe, that they've done with the gender nonsense. It's the same exact technique, and yet there's great news in this as well. People are picking up on this, and it's being spoken about, believe it or not, in Parliament. It's being spoken about in Parliament. Hey, does your business get um, get backhanded by Google? Are they giving you the backhand? So if you're not getting the search results that your business deserves, that's probably algorithmic. They're probably not targeting you. It's probably algorithmic. Okay, and Google updates its search algorithms all the time. There's no doubt they're a liberal company. They hate conservatives. I think that they're atheists and hate God. Personally, a whole bunch of people there. So there's no doubt that they take enjoyment, I think, in twisting the playing field. In your small or medium-sized business, that's probably not what's going on. If you're not getting the search results that you need, you want to be top three. My friend, Dave the Digital, is a Christian man. 
He is a conservative man. He's a family man. He is a practitioner of the digital arts, has been for decades. He's an expert in search engine optimization. So Dave will take your business as it exists now, figure out why it's not being well-treated by Google's algorithm, and it'll fix that. And that can involve updates to your website, actually makes your website easier to read often, updates to how you publish content, your addresses. There's a whole lot to this. Dave will do it for you. And here's the cool part. You could pay for Google advertising, but then you're spending money with the machine. This way you spend money with a guy who's going to work on your behalf. Here's how to get in touch with Dave. Go to greenhaveninteractive.com. That's greenhaveninteractive.com. Tell me you're listening to the podcast and um, you'll get, I don't want to say special treatment because he treats everybody well, but you'll get great treatment at greenhaveninteractive.com. So I said PSYOP, didn't I? Kind of a loaded word and I'm aware of that. Well, apparently I'm not the only one who's noticing this. Well, there's a lot of people who are noticing it, but I will tell you that there's a lot of people who are afraid to say the word PSYOP. That's why at the top of the show, I admitted it's scary for me to say that. So let's look at PSYOP in a different way. Let's, let's, let's de-scary the word. Let's take the, let's take the claws off the word. What are we really talking about? Psychological persuasion. Advertising is psychological persuasion. You created demands, you filled the demand with the product. Sometimes you use positive things like opportunity for gain. Sometimes you use negative things. So like breath wash. Breath wash was created around a negative thing. It was, it was convincing people that their breath stunk all the time. Um, some feminine hygiene products were terrible for girls. They told girls that they stunk all the time. And so it created products that were actually very bad for female hygiene and screwed up people's pH balances, but they fit that, they created that demand. So sometimes it's a negative thing. Sometimes it's a fear-based thing. You're selling home security. You probably have an ad with someone breaking into your house. Sometimes people who sell um, food storage, they'll do this. There's an ad I saw from a company I buy from, and they're selling masks to get out of your house. It's, a, it's got a, an air filter on it. In fact, there's one you can buy that has a little bit of oxygen in it. So you can get out of your house in case there's a fire. Now, they don't mention if the fire is that hot, it's going to blow the, uh, you know, blow up the, uh, the oxygen tank. But I mean, it's probably a helpful product, but they're selling fear. So if you take the PSYOP thing and you go to government, it's really just the government scaring people. That's what it is. The difference is that it's on a global basis. The other difference is that the level of trauma coming from the people who are meant to protect you, right? What's the government's job? It's not to protect you from flus or viruses or unemployment. It is to provide for the common defense, Right In the United States, the core job of the government is to provide for the common defense. So when the entity that is meant to defend you is in fact turning to traumatizing you, that's a betrayal. And that's why, for instance, parental trauma is the worst sort of trauma kids can suffer because it's the ultimate betrayal of trust. When parents harm their kids or, or abuse their kids, it's the ultimate betrayal of trust. You take that down to the level of a teacher, a priest, a friend. You know, you, you think you have a friend as a young kid and it turns out the friend's got some problems and abuses you. It can mess you up for your entire life right? because it's a betrayal of trust. So the global PSYOP is really, you just go back to all of our coverage on COVID, an actual virus. Hello, Spotify sensors. It's an actual virus but everything in and around that was scaring people. What's race? 
What has the party done with race? They have conned people into believing that 10, no, that 30,000 unarmed black people are just murdered by cops every, every year in the United States. There's a whole bunch of Democrats who believe that. Look, the mask stuff, the audio we played this week of a black guy getting beaten, well, he wasn't beaten, but being slapped and pushed by these white women in an elevator. Those white women are so traumatized, they're beating up or hitting a young black man to get him out of their elevator because he didn't wear a woke mask. They are the results of a PSYOP. I was reading one of my hiking pages. I, I belong to a hiking group. And people went hiking in the separate country of Washington. And people from Idaho came back and said, they're still wearing masks when they hike. I still see this. That's the result of trauma. Likewise with race. They've convinced people that roving bands of cops are out murdering people. They've convinced people that the United States has never gotten better in race. They've convinced people that the only way a black person can get on the Supreme Court is if you make it be a black person. Never mind Clarence Thomas. Never mind that Joe Biden voted, what, twice against a, the first female black nominee to the Supreme Court. Never mind any of that. Or never mind what it says to the young black people. You can't make it. You don't matter. Your intelligence doesn't matter. Your hard work doesn't matter. Your schooling doesn't matter. None of this matters. Only your race matters. That's the only thing that matters. That's what they're telling kids through these messages. That's exactly what they're telling kids. So it's the same thing. Here's the good news. Like voters are getting it with Biden, the British MP, this British MP gets it. He actually spoke about this in in public, in Parliament, to Boris Johnson. And there's a link to this in the Substack page. You go to the Substack page, you get a link to this. Steve Baker, the MP, here he's speaking out loud in front, in, in the middle of Parliament, talking about this dynamic of, the, he doesn't say PSYOP, but that's obviously what he's talking about here in this clip. Millions of people, millions of people, took seriously a communications campaign apparently designed by behavioral psychologists to bully, to shame, and to terrify them into compliance with minute restrictions on their freedom. What is my right honourable friend's central message to those people who meticulously complied with all of the rules and suffered terribly for it, including, I might say, those people whose mental health will have suffered appallingly as a result of the messages his government was sending out? Mr Speaker, I I want to thank all those people uh, for everything that they did, uh, because together... Uh, they have helped us to control uh, coronavirus, and I think thanks to their amazing actions in coming forward uh, to get vaccinated, we're now in a far better position than many other countries around the world. So I have a massive debt of gratitude to all the people that he described. <laughs> England is one of the countries where mass injection has proven the point of those of us who've said this stuff tends to destroy your immune system. It's one of the countries where the, the, the majority of people in hospital have had been injected. It's one of the countries where they decided to take the flip switch off of tyranny and let people have their lives back for just a little while. Just, let's, just take your, your knee off their neck for just a little while. That's his answer? 
See, where it becomes scary, it's not when it's an advertising campaign. It's not when it's an enemy. I expect, wouldn't you be a little bit disappointed in Russia if they didn't come and try to disrupt things? Wouldn't you, you know, send the note to Russia and go, come on, wait, we're enemies, right? Aren't aren't you going to do some things? Where it becomes scary is where your tax dollars are demonstrably being used to scare you into doing something that you otherwise would not do, particularly when it relates to your health or to how you view others. And this is where it gets truly ungodly. As everything does with the party, it always gets truly ungodly. Hey, that you've listened this far through the podcast, I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone who listens. You've gotten this far through it. I think that we're resonating with each other. I think maybe it's a God thing that I decided to take the show private, out of radio, into podcast. And thank you very much for staying with us. Could you find it in your heart to take your favorite episode of the show? And maybe you go back through your, your podcast, the recent ones, go on your app, go back through the, the, the episode that meant the most for you. And you might have been listening and thinking, oh, my friend Julie needs to hear this or, you know, your friends who did this or that. Would you send that to them, please, via email, not social media. I don't trust social media to really share things with people. Would you mind emailing that to them and saying, hey, would you give this guy a try? Our growth, (laughs) guys, we just had a meeting. Our growth from over December to the end of January, 63%. It's working. A show with God at the center and politics at the edges is working and it's growing dynamically because of God's grace. Thank you, Lord. And because of the Lord introducing us to one another. Where this gets really scary is when you do consider the outcome of a PSYOP. It's not just that the government has scared people into believing the country is racist beyond belief, the United States. They've scared the globe into believing that. What's so scary to me about the government spending our money to get us scared, to force us to do things, to convince us we only have one choice, is an entity that does that to you simply does not have your best interests at heart. That's simply a fact. You do not go out and make crazy the people you love unless you yourself are crazy or you yourself are an abuser. The other issue is this, the demand that they're creating. What are they creating demand for? Okay, pharma. Great. The COVID was pharma. What about in race? What's the demand? Justice. What about in the gender con? What are they, what are they pitching there? Rebirth. You're born again. What about in the the socialism con? What are they pushing? Justice? Rebirth of a country? Revolution? These are biblical level topics they're pitching for which they're creating need. Now, who truly provides justice? Who truly provides rebirth? Who truly provides redemption? Well, ultimately, there's one side of the spiritual equation who does that. That's God. There's the other side 
who speak those words, but has been a murderer and liar from the beginning. The unifying thread through these psyops, the unifying thread is power for them and sustenance for us. Control for them, following for us. And the separation between us and the entity that truly provides these things, that's the scary part. The good news, it hasn't worked. You have immunity to this. It is our job to spread the immunity. The immunity that we have comes from the fact that we will not be driven from the core truth. We love thy neighbor as ourselves. Critical race theory breaks that. That is hate your neighbor. God made us in his image. We can't rebirth ourselves physically. That can't be done. There's only one rebirth. That's through Christ Jesus. God made men and women. And yes, some people are intersex and that has nothing to do with the transgender myth. Right? You cannot change your sex. You can change your appearance. And interestingly, that's always happened in societies. Always been people who want to change their appearances, tribalism. People want to do that. The change is this. It's not working. We have immunity because we know the truth. Our job, though, doesn't end there. We live in the greatest time possible with the greatest possible commission. Of course, go and make disciples, teach them to follow my words and follow me. And we live in the greatest possible position right now. Governments worldwide scaring their people on purpose for control and power to make themselves gods. There's nothing like being able to compete against that evil on behalf of good. And that's the time in which we live. And these are the days through which God has decided you're on watch. And so am I. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please be well, be strong, be kind, and yes, do in fact be right with God.